Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey everyone, episode number 93 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we have Phil. The same Phil from last week, all the way from Australia. We had such an awesome conversation last week and Phil had uh, a lot of good things to share. So I decided to uh, get him back on the podcast in, in this episode. So Phil, good to have you back. How's it going? Good to be back, Jasper. It's going pretty well, thanks. Let's refresh our memory for a bit here. Can you quickly give us an overview of what you've been doing with Airbnb and what your experience is? So I started on Airbnb just hosting a room in my apartment. So I was living with my guests. And then after I saw the promise on the platform, I eventually moved out of that apartment and began renting the whole apartment out. And now I think I've learned a lot from your podcast mainly and my own mistakes, I would say. And I've improved my systems a lot and I'm hoping to grow and uh, take on some more properties. So that's where I'm at. And that's my Airbnb story pretty much in a nutshell. Awesome. And, uh, you know, you've, you've told me you had some questions that you wanted to ask me. So I figured in this podcast, uh, let's go for your questions and um, let's see, we, you know, if we can, uh, if we can come up with some uh, useful stuff. Sure. So first question I had was in regards to the Airbnb calendar. I've seen on there, there's a way that you can export the calendar. I just haven't found a way to import it to my own personal calendar and and how to set up alerts and reminders and those types of things so I can be aware of what's going on. And then also with that, I guess I'm considering listing my property on other platforms. So that sort of cross integration. So there's no double bookings or anything like that. I was wondering if, if you have much experience with that and um, how we can streamline the whole process. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been renting out my place on Airbnb and I've used one other platform, a platform called Windu, which I think is pretty much just popular in Europe, but I might be wrong. But anyway, it's, a, it's kind of like an Airbnb clone. You know, I think the major concern, like you said, is you don't want to have double bookings. I actually had a double booking at some point, uh, which oh, wow. was which is really terrible because then you have to cancel the booking. Um, mm. So I canceled the booking on, on Windu because I don't want of to course. cancel booking in Airbnb. <laughs> and and so I think the first thing is, you know, how do you sync the calendars? Now, Windu actually has an option where you can automatically sync it with your Airbnb calendar. So that's kind of solved the problem for me. But if you're thinking of using multiple third-party platforms, which is, I think, what you want to do, right? You want to use, which of the other platforms do you want to use? Well, in Australia, I've never even heard of Windu. Um, I've heard of other people booking on bookings.com. So that'd be one that I would look to do and also stays.com. Okay. So 
I think what you can do is uh, go on those websites and see if there is a uh, an option to to sync calendars. One thing that I do find a little bit uh, challenging is that even though it syncs the calendar as far as the dates go, so it will block the dates in in Wimdu for me when when there's a booking in Airbnb, but it doesn't take the prices. So. You know, I use Beyond Pricing to automatically calculate all my Airbnb prices, but then in Wimdu, I have to manually enter the prices, which kind of screwed me over one time because I, I set some prices, uh, you know, kind of like, because I, I don't want to spend too much time on it. So I don't want to every day continuously update all these prices. So I just put in like one price and then um, I forgot to increase the prices for a new year. So then somebody on Wimdu booked for new years and they got like a really good price which Ooh. probably cost me like i don't know at least 500 euros so so that's uh that's something i don't know how to get around that but uh, i think one thing you can do is there there's a number of apps that you can use to sync a whole lot of platforms and you mentioned uh one to me that i uh that i'm aware of as well it's called booking sync and I think that one you can use to sync your calendars across loads of platforms. Mm. So you've, you've heard about this one, right? Booking Sync. Only after asking you at first, I did a bit more research and found it. I mean, I'd want to hear from people that have used it, I guess, before I jump on it. It looks, the, the website looks pretty good. Um, I just wonder about the functionality and how it works yeah and i think they uh they support a lot of sites they support booking.com homeaway airbnb flipkey windu rumorama house trip vrbo holidaylettings.co.uk so they definitely got a lot of different sites now i think they focus on managers so people who manage a whole lot of sites because they do charge I'm just looking at the website right now. You can try it for free for 30 days. And then um, and depending on how many rentals you have, they charge some sort of amount per per month. They, they have a useful tool where you can fill in the amount of rentals and then it'll show you the price. For one rental, it's actually 28 euros a month. So I guess that's 30 US dollars, 32 US dollars. You can also see it in Aussie. It's 44 Aussies, Aussie dollar a month. So uh, yeah, maybe you can uh, give that a try. I, I honestly don't have any experience with this, mm. but um, yeah, it, it looks like using the tool that um, four properties is the same pr- price as one. So maybe it might be worth taking on when I when I get some more properties. Probably not worth it at this stage with just one property. Right, and and just out of curiosity, why do you want to list on third party platforms? Um, because Adelaide's pretty seasonal. Adelaide gets a whole lot of tourism during summer because we have got beautiful beaches really close to the city and we have a um, an, an arts festival, which is the second largest arts festival in the world after Edinburgh. So with all the sporting events and, and like I said, the weather and the arts festival, summer's very busy and there's not a problem getting a very good rate for uh, the apartment and literally getting every single night booked. Um, just over winter, there is obviously less demand, and I'm sure that's the same everywhere around the world, but Adelaide isn't the biggest city. So I think somewhere in Melbourne or Sydney, just talking about the Australian market now, you probably wouldn't worry as much about winter as you would here in Adelaide. So that's why I'm thinking, especially for the winter period, to try and tap into as much traffic as possible because I'm sure there'll be some people that 
use bookings.com and stays.com that don't use Airbnb. So that's the reason why I'm thinking about using some other platforms. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That's why I use Window. Uh, it's mainly in uh, January, February when uh, you know Airbnb doesn't give me enough customers to fill up the the whole month. So I think that's a you know that's that's a good idea. And you're thinking about doing Booking.com, right? Yes. Yep. And I know you asked me this other question um, because I I mentioned a few times in uh, in some other podcasts that on Booking.com you can you can see how many uh, hotel rooms are booked at any at any given date. And you asked me a question about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying in another podcast about how you found out about the demand in Amsterdam using booking.com. And I tried to find the same information for Adelaide, but I couldn't find it. So I was wondering, is there some type of chart that they have? Is it, is it only for certain cities or what's the go? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So when I looked at Amsterdam, it always gives me the percentage of hotel rooms that are booked. So right now, for example, I'm looking at June 1st to June 2nd, and it, the, the website tells me that 71% of hotel rooms are reserved. Now, I think you're you're okay. probably right. It probably varies from city to city because if I put in Adelaide, then it doesn't it doesn't show me that percentage. It just shows it just tells me that there's 179 properties found. And uh, I don't think I can even see how many are available. So it depends on the city. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. But there's another tool that you could use. I don't know. Have you heard of uh, AirDNA? No, I haven't. So if you go to AirDNA.com, um, no, it's not AirDNA.com. It's, it's something else. Let me let me just check check it out real quick. AirDNA. It's airdna.co, so .co, not .com. And let me type in Adelaide and see what it... Because uh, airdna is basically... Uh, it's a tool that you can use to find out how much demand there is in uh, in cities and like what people charging. And there's lots of information that you can, uh, that you can find. And I know they, uh, they started in the US, but they've recently expanded internationally. So... I know Amsterdam is definitely uh, within their their reach now, but uh, let me see if Adelaide is. I think it's it's not. It doesn't show up. It does some Australian cities show up in some pretty small. Yeah. How do you spell Adelaide? A A D E L A I D E. I've searched for it as well. I don't think it comes up. And on the map of Australia, it shows um, Brisbane, Sydney, Perth, and Melbourne. Uh, okay. Um, Funnily enough, they've got Melbourne in the wrong spot, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that means that uh, Adelaide, I guess, is not uh, available yet on AirDNA either. Uh, I can send an email to the to the CEO because I, I know him, and so I'll, uh, I'll I'll ask him to add Adelaide for you. Thanks, Jasper. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, now, there's one more tool that I'll mention is which is called MeshVisor.com. So. All right. I don't know if you heard of that one, but these guys nice. provide tons of data about uh, about the real estate market. And so we can give that one a try as well. There's a, there's a lot of places in the US that are called Adelaide, by the way. Every time I type it in, some like some place in the US shows up. 
That's pretty funny. Like, I think every single city worldwide almost is, is represented in the US. I'm pretty sure there's an Amsterdam in the US as well. Yeah, and there's an Athens as well. So yeah, MassVisor is another one that you could look at. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if, if, uh, if Adelaide uh, will be on there. Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on to some of the other questions that you had. Um, so let's have a look. Oh, okay, so I was asking you about how we can automatically send welcome letters to our guests. So somebody makes a booking on Airbnb and my welcome letter, which gives instructions on how to find the apartment, how to get into the apartment, where all the public transport is, all, all the must-know information, how that can be sent to them automatically as an attachment. Right. So I think there's two ways to do this. The first thing you could do is you could set up a special email address just for Airbnb. Right. And then you could have Airbnb only send you emails when you get a reservation. And then you could just send up set up a standard auto response sending that welcome letter. Right. Right. I think yeah. that's sort of the you know, that's sort of the, the creative way to do it. I think there's a there's a better way to do it though. There's an app called Zapier. And with Zapier you can do all sorts of actions based on something happening. So uh, there's there's another app called If This Then That. It's I F T T T. So if you Google that, you'll you'll find it. Um, right. But I think Zapier is a uh, is is a little bit more flexible. But basically, what you can do is you can literally tell Zapier that if you get an email from Airbnb, if you get like a reservation confirmation from Airbnb. Mm. You can tell Zapier to then send a welcome email to the guest. Mm. So that's mm. another way to automate it. Now, I, I actually I looked into Zapier and I haven't I haven't set it up yet. I'm not very smart when it comes to tech, so it always takes me a long time to figure these kind of things out. So right now, I'm still what I'm doing is as you know, as soon as I get a re booking reservation, I um, I just manually click on the email address and then I use email signatures as templates. So that way I can I can send my welcome letter real quick and then there's a link in there that uh, that the guests can use to download my guidebook. So that's mm -hmm. how I do it. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, it'd be nice to have it automated. Yeah, I think in time as I take on more properties, I will try and automate it just so it's foolproof. Um, I think one time I had forgotten to send a welcome letter to somebody and and the guest emailed me saying uh, a few days before the listing, she goes, oh, how do I actually get into the apartment? Are you going to be there? And all these types of questions. And I thought, oh, no, I haven't actually sent her the information. So, um, yeah, just avoid any disasters and make it full foolproof. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's great because it, uh, you know, sometimes you're asleep and then you can't respond to your guest. Now, I think it's really cool that if somebody books your place, when that person automatically receives an email, like instantly receives an email with all the information, with the guidebook, with the welcome email, you know, it's just it's just so professional and it's such a good it creates such a good customer experience that uh, I really want to figure out uh, how to do this. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to set it up as well because I think of it this way. I mean, we're in direct competition with the hotels, and they've got that professional setup. So the more Airbnb hosts that can have something similar to what the hotels offer, I think uh, it'll be, Airbnb will become more popular because it gives people confidence when they get 
like you said, something professional come back straight away as opposed to waiting a few hours or even days to get that information. So, yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. So, Phil, uh, let's talk about your website. I know you advise people on how to deal with headaches. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's something that started in my day job as a pharmacist. Um, it was a passion of mine. I'm trying to help people that suffer from chronic headaches. And then I've eventually taken it to an online website. And then this allows me to help people not only in Adelaide, but anywhere in the world. So yeah, the the website is um, primarily based on preventing headaches um, because at the moment, it, it's just much easier for health professionals to give headache sufferers a quick tablet that will relieve their pain temporarily, but not get to the cause. And by treating headaches in this way, you actually end up worse off because the more painkillers we take, um, a cycle starts to take off where your headaches come back more and more frequently. So my website started off as a um, place for people that are in that position to get information on how to break that cycle. And now I'm branching out onto other types of headaches and, and being able to help all different types of headache sufferers. So yeah, anyone that suffers from headaches really should go ch check it out. The website is called headachefreedom.com. So pretty easy to remember. And um, yeah, if there's anyone that has any questions about the information or about their condition, feel free to contact us um, through the contact form there. I've got a really good solution for, for people, uh, for guys with headaches. I used this strategy and it was so effective. Uh, I just broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good one. Yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually, uh, my girlfriend never gave me a headache and I don't have a girlfriend right now. So, but, um, but awesome, man. Um, it's, uh, that, that's, that's great. And you want to, you want to become like a, a digital nomad, right? You want to become a location independent entrepreneur, basically. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've traveled a fair bit. Um, but I don't think one month per year is enough for me. Although I love my day job, I just definitely need to get out there a little bit more and, and see more. Um, and I don't like that whole rushed vacation where, you know, you've only got a set amount of time and you have to choose, you know, where to allocate your time and you feel rushed and whatnot. So I am definitely trying to set myself up so that I can travel long term, similar to what you do. And yeah, I think Airbnb is going to help me do that um, because once you once you set up your systems properly, you can definitely travel while hosting on Airbnb. Yeah, I think that's a great combination. Doing Airbnb and running a website, running an online business is uh, is a great way to create a lifestyle of freedom, basically. Your lifestyle where you're free to go wherever you want. You're free to do whatever you want. You're free to work whenever you want. and it's great to do something that you're passionate about. Like you said, you're passionate about helping people with headaches. So, you know, if you can, if you can create that lifestyle, then you're basically you're doing what you love. You're doing what you're passionate about and you can do it from anywhere in the world. And that to me is essentially, you know, that's ultimate freedom. Doesn't get much better than that. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Phil, do you have any, any more questions or Airbnb related things that you wanted to talk about? Actually, I had um, one story to share if we've got time, Jasper. Absolutely. Go for it. So I am using an account to host my apartment 
which is um, under my, my friend's name because of strata laws and whatnot, which means like um, when it, there's a whole group of apartments in Australia, there's, there's certain rules as to how long you can lease them out for and whatnot. Um, but there are ways around that with subletting. So pretty much, long story short, I'm hosting my apartment and renting it out um, under my friend's name. Uh, technically, he's really renting it out and I help him with it. But the point is that he has traveled overseas and the mobile phone number that he had on Airbnb obviously is no longer in use because that was his Australian mobile phone number. And eventually when both of us would log into the platform, Airbnb thought that maybe there was a hacker um, logging in or something like that. So it locked both of us out and that was quite a hindrance to him because he's traveling and also hosting on Airbnb and also a hindrance to me because I couldn't help him host on Airbnb and it was really a big problem trying to get this account unlocked because although Airbnb's website's really great and I think their platform is great, I think their customer service at this stage is definitely lacking. So we were calling up several times from both from both ends, um, both he and I, and we couldn't get the account unlocked. We couldn't just get through to people. So no one was really able to help us for quite a long time. And um, I guess one tip I would give is, uh, update your phone number on Airbnb because when they try and lock you out, the one way they will allow you to unlock your account is by sending you a new password to your phone number. But the problem was for us that our phone number wasn't up to date. So um, if I had known that before, that would have saved us a lot of heartache because we potentially potentially lost a lot of bookings in that period. Luckily, I had a, a booking for about a month at that particular time. So I was very lucky. It could have been worse. But that's one story. I would like to share with people to keep your number up to date on Airbnb. That's great advice. And, you know, this is the reason that I have a contract, a telephone contract in Holland, actually, because, you know, I'm usually somewhere else. I'm always traveling, but uh, I don't want to update my phone number all the time. And I usually get local SIM cards. So I keep one number that uh, that stays constant on Airbnb. So that uh, I don't I don't have the problem. So that's a that's a really good uh, that's a really good point you're making. Mm, mm. So all right, Phil. Well, thanks so much for uh, for being a guest on the show twice. I think you're the the first ever guest to to be on two consecutive podcasts. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Quite an honor. <laughs> um, before I let you go, uh, I just want to mention. Tomorrow, Tuesday, June 1st, is a big day for me and for my uh, co-author, Husefa, because we're launching the second version of Get Paid for Your Pad. So we're super excited about this because we've worked really, really, really hard to create the best resource on Airbnb hosting that's out there. And, you know, I think the old version was already... You know, pretty damn good. But now we've really got, you know, we went to the, the extra mile. We've added 60% more content. We added all sorts of chapters about safety, about, you know, the Airbnb Open. We wrote a story about the Airbnb Open. We talk about the Airbnb guarantee in much more detail. We talk about how you find the best place to start a new listing and tons of other stuff. So, we also updated uh, all the content, implemented all the, the updates that Airbnb have, has been making. Because, you know, one thing uh, that Airbnb does pretty well, they, they continuously update so many things on their website, and which is a great thing. But when you write a book about it, it's kind of pain in the ass sometimes because, you know, you just launched the book and then, you know, one week later they change something. And 
so you have to, you're kind of forced to keep updating uh, it to to make it uh, up to date. But it's it's also good. It also keeps us uh, sharp, keeps us on the ball. So. But in any case, tomorrow, June 1st, Tuesday, June 1st, we are going to launch the new version of the book. And you know, it'll be selling for $10 on Amazon. But for the for the four, first four days of the launch, we'll we'll be offering it for three dollars for $2.99 to be exact. So if you don't have a copy of the book yet, then tomorrow and the days after is the perfect time to get your copy. And if you if you already have a copy of the old version, I think for three bucks it would be definitely worth getting the the new one as well. So go ahead and uh, check that out. I'll uh, if you're on my email list, I'll send you uh, a reminder as well. Of course, the the, uh, the email list you can sign up for at uh, getpaidforyourpet.com. Um, you also uh, get tons of other emails about uh, you know Airbnb hosting and new features, all sorts of stuff. So I'm very excited. I hope I'll be able to sleep tonight, uh, but maybe not. And um, of course, uh, next week, there's going to be another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.